0: You're listening to Pondering the Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible.
1: Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins. So and with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is season eight, episode twelve. And as always, we pray that we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a little bit later than our usual time to get together and yes. record the podcast. Sometimes the schedule is just Collide, and so
0: had a just a dozen different things that I had to do today, and so yeah, we are many many hours later than <laughs> we normally record this.
1: So if we sound right. a little sillier, off, it's it's <laughs> because well, no, Ken is just that way all the time.
0: Why are you like this?
1: But, <laughs> give us a little <laughs> grace and we sound a little a little different
0: because it's just a time thing. But anyway, what are we covering tonight? We're going to finish chapter four, so we're in uh, verses seventeen through thirty-two. All the translations are very, very similar, so we are reading from NLT, the New Living Translation. All right. With the Lord's authority, I say this. "...live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives, because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame, for they they live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity." But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin. By letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you.
1: Amen. All right, so as we're reading this, It feels like we switched gears or changed topics. Last week we were talking about gifts and now he's kind of, Shaking his finger at us, am
0: I? Am I catching that right, or or what? Now, if you remember, the real theme last week was unity and harmony. Right. Talking about gifts was the gifts that had the potential to uh, bring disunity and ruin the harmony of a church. Right. And he's still on that thought. The first verse that we read, seventeen, and the last verse that we read, twenty-two, are tied together, and and their point is that. God wants all of humanity reconciled to him. God wants unity and harmony with all of us. And so that's where Paul is going today about what we have to do in the way we live so that our witness to the rest of the world shows that our God is a God of unity and reconciliation and forgiveness. And so Paul starts off in, in verse 17 by saying, this isn't from me. Right. I'm not the one saying this. This is from God, so you have to listen. All right. With the, with the Lord's authority, I say
1: this. He starts out with. So that's not Paul. No, I'm just I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger.
0: Don't shoot the messenger, Phil. I'm just relaying information. And he's talking about if you weren't a Christian, he says, "Don't live like the Gentiles." What he's what he's meaning there is not Gentile Christians, right. Just non-believers, people who've never been exposed to the, the good life of Jesus Christ. And he says this really interesting thing. He says, "Because if you're not a believer, he says, you're confused, darkened, and hardened." Yeah, and he's not got kind words for no, the,
1: for the Gentiles.
0: And the word he uses for hardened is porosis, and it's the word for petrified wood Uh, and and so the point that he's making is if if you are not if you are not embracing jesus christ and you're not embracing the reconciliation that god is so freely offering then you're petrified wood petrified wood you can't burn it you can't build a house with it petrified wood does not do what wood is is designed and created to do and if you're not seeking Reconciliation and unity with God—you are not doing what you were created and designed to do.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So then, let's keep moving on. In verse nineteen, yeah, they have—they being the unchristian Gentiles—will call right. them that—they have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So. What kind of sexual sin is he talking about?
0: His his listing there is basically every sexual sin. He doesn't use real specific words like he normally does in some of his other letters. Today, he lumps them all together, and the key word is not the impurity or the lustful pleasure. It's the shame. Shame. Shame, shame is the key word in verse 19. He uses the Greek word aslesia, and it means... Being proud of your sexual wantonness, your <laughs> sexual uh, deviancy, Paul says that that there the Gentiles who who are not seeking reconciliation with God, the and it would be the Jews too who right. are not seeking reconciliation with with God. It's not as much that they're that they're more sinful than us. It's that they're proud right. of their sin. <laughs> they're like, look at me. <laughs> yeah, they enjoy it, and they don't care who sees it. None of your business what kind of deviancy I'm practicing. That's it's a, I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. And that attitude terrifies him, because if people in the church adopt that attitude, there's no way we're a witness to a broken and, and confused world. And so we're never going to bring the rest of the world to reconciliation. All right.
1: So we kind of need to be a... Well that's kind of what we're talking about, being a better example yes. to the to the rest of the world. Exactly. And so that at some point somebody might say, Wow, I want to be like that. I want what they've got. Right. Okay. Let's take a a big chunk here, verse 20 through 24. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay, so... Instead of being shameless in your deviancy, I'll use that word, Yeah, what is Paul calling us to do here?
0: He's calling us to pursue sanctification. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about entire sanctification. That's a very Methodist phrase from John Wesley, and we talked about holy awe, Mm -hmm. how uh, there are these moments when you feel the absolute love of God, and, and, and these moments when you love God the way you're supposed to the way it should be and, and that these are wonderful little moments that pop up from now and then in, in our lives john wesley and paul agrees with this if you love god the way you're supposed to you should want to be more like jesus right it should be important to you to stop Sinning to to quit sin and and that's a hard thing to do. It's it, it's it, it's a difficult process, and yet John Wesley believed we could accomplish that in our life. He believed before we died, we could reach a point of sanctification where we no longer sin. We are not perfect. Right? No, no, you still don't have perfect knowledge. You don't have a perfect body. You don't have you know perfect manners. So you're not perfect. But he did think that it was possible for us to reach a stage where sin just didn't happen to us anymore because it grieved us. It made us too sad to to sin against this God that we love so much and who loves us. And that's a lifelong pursuit. It is.
1: It might be the end of your life before you even come
0: close to something like that. In that block of scripture you just read, Paul makes it sound easy. He uses this metaphor of of clothes. Just change your clothes. Right. get rid of the dirty shirt you were wearing and put on the clean shirt because you don't want to walk around in a dirty shirt that Paul in those in those five verses 20 through 24 uses that metaphor and says so just so just stop right just stop sinning just stop <laughs> and and you might think so what Paul are you are you a guy who doesn't ever sin that's and right. so you can sit and tell me that no read Romans chapter 7 where Paul goes. I don't want to sin, but I just keep on doing it. Yeah. And 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 the things I don't want to do, I keep doing. So, Romans 7 says Paul's got a problem with sin. We know that in, in 2 Corinthians 12, he talks about this particular sin that seems to own him, this thorn in his flesh that he just cannot get rid of. So, Paul struggled with sin as well. So, if that's the case, why does he how, where does he get off writing to us? Well, just change your clothes. Just right. <laughs> get rid of your sinful you and be the new righteous you. That's not actually what he's saying. It comes across like that in English. But what Paul is really saying is if you just wait to stop sinning, it's never going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen without any effort. No. And so start changing Your clothes, you know, and if it takes you 50 years to get that dirty shirt changed, do it. At least you're not letting your sin become a habit that owns you for the rest of your life. Get up every day and try and be more like Jesus. Get up every day and try and take off your dirty shirt and put on your righteous shirt. That's really what he's saying. He okay, so
1: more. he's talking, to, like we always do, about the journey from sinful yes. to less sinful to less sinful to more like Jesus to more like Jesus as your life and your Christianity grows.
0: Yes, okay, that's And he even brings in the, the Holy Spirit because Paul understands, and many of us don't recognize this— You cannot do this by yourself. It's It's not not in our nature. If you don't have the Holy Spirit prompting and guiding you, and if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit, you are never going to get your shirt changed. You're never going to reach entire sanctification.
1: (laughs) I've got all funny, all kinds of funny images in my head about this shirt. I got to get past it, man.
0: (laughs) Why do I wear the same shirt? Every single day.
1: So let's move on then. Another big chunk, 25 through 29. Yeah. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. What's up with this sin list here? It's kind of a lessons where I was getting the, he kind of shakes at his finger at us.
0: It's not an exhaustive sin list. This is not all of the sins (laughs) that there are. Oh, man. (laughs) But last week, you remember he went through spiritual gifts, and that was not exhaustive either. That wasn't all of the spiritual gifts. He he listed four spiritual gifts that if they're misused— damage the local church right these are paul's sins that if they appear in the local church will damage the local church so this this list that he gives us here is is not about well just stop doing these things but it's stop doing these things because you're hurting the church and when you hurt the church you hurt the witness to a broken world they don't see God when you act this way. So, so lying in church, ones, yeah, yeah. lying to your church family, stealing from, stealing from yeah, the church, yeah.
1: being angry yeah, in church. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting.
0: So these are the these are the ones that are local church damaging. There are many many more sins that hurt you personally, and and these ones hurt you personally, but these ones also really hurt your church.
1: Right. Okay. Understood. And then verse 30, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So does God only love me when I'm sinless?
0: It almost sounds like that. Yeah, You know, I don't sin because that makes it grieves the Holy Spirit. It makes the Holy Spirit sad. So the Holy Spirit only is happy when I don't sin. Well then I'm I'm in trouble because right. I'm <laughs> I am struggling with this sin thing. So no, what what Paul is trying to uh bring up here is God loves the journey. Our lifelong trip from where we were the moment we got saved to where we will be when we die and enter heaven. God loves that journey. What what makes the Holy Spirit sad is when you give up on the journey. Mm. When you say, you know, this particular sin owns me. I'm not going to be able to beat this one, so I'm not going to fight against it right. anymore. That makes the Holy Spirit sad. Or, this is my—I I like this
1: sin. I'm not gonna, I'm not really ready to give it up. Yeah, this one's
0: my favorite, and I yeah, enjoy it. I enjoy it's, this one. You know, they say sin hurts. No, I love this. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> or or And this is a very popular excuse these days. You hear this for everything. If God didn't want me to be like this, he shouldn't have made me this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only have this sin because that's how God designed me. So he must be okay with it. And Paul is saying, no, 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 no. Any of those excuses grieve the Holy Spirit. They make God sad, but when you struggle against that, when you get up every day and try to change your shirt, that makes God happy. So so do. You, you, may, not, you may never get there, but trying to get there. Jesus loves that.
1: That makes God happy that you're at least trying.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, that's that's important. It is. Because I don't know if I'll ever get rid of my sin. No. I don't know that I will. I mean, no, we won't go there. (laughs) 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 All right, let's wrap this up with verse 31 through 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So this almost sounds like the short version of what, of everything else was just read. Is this some sort of summary or what's going on? That's exactly
0: what it is. He's (laughs) wrapping up this topic. and, And so he, he does a very short synopsis of here are the sins again, that hurt the local church. Don't hurt the local church because we're trying to show the rest of the world that God wants a relationship with us. And if we can't get along with each other, we're never going to be able to explain that to the world. So for the sake of witnessing and for the sake of saving lost souls— Promote unity and harmony by avoiding these sins.
1: <laughs> Very good. Okay. Anything else on this one?
0: Nope. That's all I've got. This we one. kind
1: of blasted through this. It might be because we're tired and we're late. <laughs> okay. Have you given a sermon title yet?
0: Calling this one, Just Say No, because in that section about you know changing the clothes, he makes it sound like, oh, just say no to sin. It's right. easy. It's, it's, easy. It's, it's easy. Just stop it. it. Just say no. Just don't, don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you'd like
1: to listen to the Sermon that Rocky delivers, it'll be at our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries. Click that. Go down to, the, to where it says sermons and look for the sermon, Just Say No. This will have been delivered on September 3rd, 2023. And I usually okay. ask the question, but I already know the answer. Where are we going next week? We have a guest speaker next week. Yes, we do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You happen to know her. I happen
1: to know her quite well. Thank you. Uh, Yes, my wife, Chris, will be here next week as our special guest. So look forward to next week for a guest appearance by another one of our wonderful lay speakers. I was thinking about taking the youth group to listen to the orchestra. Okay. But there's just way too much sax and violins. (laughs) With that, I think we'll close this episode. This is Ken Corkins and Rocky Ellison reminding you to love God. Just because Paul said so too, right? Yes. And be nice to people. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.